Hey, welcome to Educate for Life with Ryan Francis. Let's get right into it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, I, I, it's been brought up a lot by people around me to remember, you know, uh, gosh, I can't remember if it was Plato or Socrates or it's some, some interpretation of one of their words, one of their sets of words um, about, you know, be kind to everyone because they're fighting a great battle. So yeah. You just don't really know what's going on with people. And but hold on. I just like also, though, if someone is not supposed to be in your life, it's cool to walk away. Hell yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. that also. Well, okay. So let, let's just address that really quickly because I think that's an important <laughs> thing as, as we, because we have been talking about the, the whole first like 20 minutes of our conversation today was about inadvertently putting yourself in a position to be taken advantage of. Yeah. That in trying to make something work and trying to find success or in trying to get something, we, and I mean that universally, not just people in the entertainment industry, will put ourselves in positions in our unconscious desperation to achieve something. As we grow and into ourselves, there will be less and less room for assholes. It, it, think of yes. a sphere. Think of an orb or a sphere being around your person. When you are in a desperation mode, you are this tiny little dot in the center of that sphere. When any human being starts paying more conscious attention to themselves and their own development, and I don't mean that to the exclusion of everyone else in your life, I simply mean retaining more of your energy for yourself. This goes back to the emotional bleeding I was mentioning. This goes back to any time when you're filled with shoulds, because every time you're filled with shoulds, you're giving away your power. So as you take on more conscious awareness of yourself, it's like you begin to fill that sphere more and more with yourself. And it is natural and normal that people who are in your sphere who are not able to be in your power with you, they're going to start to chafe. You're going to yeah. start to get mad at people you were never mad at before. And you're like, why am I pissed at them? They're just them. This is how it's always been. Oh my God, it's because this is how it's always been, right? Like th these things start to transform. Relationships transform. Your attitudes transform until you gradually, hopefully fill your sphere until you're spilling light out all over the place, which I think yeah. is the goal for most people in self-development is to get that point where you are so full that it's natural to give. It's natural to be happy and healthy and connected to people. Um, so yes, please, for the love of all that is holy, when you have a vampire sucking on your energy, when you have people in your sphere who are not supporting you in your power, who cannot share space with you, that was one of the most powerful moments for me, reflecting on this kind of Toltec imagery of there is between connecting to someone with a tether versus both being orbs of light who share light by being near each other. Like that yeah. was so huge in my relationship with Aaron. Like, we don't have to always be connected in a way where we're directly exchanging energy. We can just be two whole, 100% whole satisfied people sitting next to each other, basking in each other's light. Like that's the shit to me. Like okay. that's the goal for every relationship in my life is, can I just be with you? Can we just share our space together? Which means I don't need you to not be powerful. I don't need to shrink under your power. You don't need to shrink under my power. We can be full, powerful human beings with each other. Yeah. I mean, I just went through a situation where I, for a year, I knew this girl for a year and we were in a project together and her perspective 
of my story, Mm. like Bay Area Dance Studio. And then, you know, all like the timeline of events. Some of you know, some of you don't. But a lot of crazy things have happened up Mm. to this point. And I thought she was my friend. But as I would share more with her, her perspective of me was that I was just this kind of white trash gangster girl that had been through all of these sad, crazy situations. And all of a sudden she placed me below her, her status of living, Mm. even though her own mother was abusive to her and her sister doesn't even speak to her because they have such a terrible relationship. She still looked at me as this like Jenny from the block Hmm. or whatever the hell she was thinking. And Hmm. then told one of our editors that I was not qualified to edit, to be in the editing room. And I finally realized, oh my God, this girl literally has no respect for me, Hmm. but she's pretending to be my friend and she's confiding in me about her personal shit. But she thinks that I'm this whack job who's unqualified. Ladies, you do not have to continue to be friends with your girlfriends that talk shit about you. Word. You do not have to stay in your girlfriend's lives if you feel negative about the way that they treat you or if you feel like they might not fully respect you. They are not invited to be in your in- inner circle. Because that is so unhealthy. And being in Los Angeles, everyone's trying to get an IMDB credit. Everyone's trying to do whatever it takes to get their name on the board and get their foot in the door. And for me, I, I need friends. I need real friends to survive, to have longevity. Yes. So I don't care what the old school showbiz blueprint is. Like dog eat dog. Like I don't give a shit about that. Like I am here trying to find camaraderie and I don't care if that's unpopular. I want friendship. I want camaraderie and there's nothing wrong with that. Word. It should be more popular. (laughs) Yeah. Like to have real friends is so beautiful. And a lot of people don't have real friends. So, you know, it's like, walk away if someone is making you feel that way because it's not worth it. I have said something for years and I'll apply it to myself because maybe it's not true for everyone, but I would rather be lonely alone than lonely with someone. And the amount of times I hear people say, well, I can't leave this relationship. I can't leave this friendship because if I leave this relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic or whatever else, I'm going to be alone. Or I'm yeah. gonna feel or I'm gonna feel lonely. And it's like, hey, if you took the time to be with yourself right now, you'd go, Oh my god, I'm lonely. I'm just lonely with this person next to me, or I'm lonely during this conversation because it's in ba- the relationship is not in balance. So the thing that you are afraid of, person who is afraid of not being in a relationship, is actually literally happening right now. The thing you're afraid of is what you're living. It just, the physical represent, there's just a physical person there, but you're still living that reality, that shit reality. So you don't have room for a new person to enter your life to fulfill those needs that you have. 
because that person is there. You need to clear that person out of your life so you are not giving your energy to that situation. So you have the energy for a new situation that's actually healthy. Yeah, and block their number. Block their number. (laughs) (laughs) You have entirely too much experience with blocking people's numbers though. So I think everyone should absolutely um, bow down to you in that regard. But over time, I realized... Oh my God, I was letting a sociopath manipulate my fucking self-esteem and my thoughts and my, my well-being, yeah. you know? And so many of us, so many chicks go back to the abusive boyfriend or they go back to the abusive girlfriends, friends, right. because it's like you're addicted to the negative abuse. Mm-hmm. It's the devil you know. Yeah you're so used to it. You're so familiar with it, that it's, it feels weird to live without it, but live without it. And then think to yourself, Oh my God, that person really is that. And they really were doing that to me. Like, I promise you it will come full circle and you will like the frost around your brain will start to melt off. And you will realize that those people really were not healthy for you. Right. You don't have to give them excuses and keep forgiving someone that you know is not healthy. Word. (laughs) Snaps. It's the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. Raise your hand up. It's the truth. And and that's that's the hardest thing. I am a firm believer that what everyone needs to do is to learn how to be with themselves. Yeah. Because if you're able to be with yourself, then a lot of these decisions become easier. I'm not saying they become easy. I'm saying they become easier because you're able to have the internal strength to do it. So when you say, well, just be alone and experience a life without that abuse, that's fucking real. Like that's hard because then you have to be with yourself in your own head, telling yourself you're garbage instead of someone else telling you you're garbage to confirm <laughs> for you that you feel like garbage. And now you have to wrestle with that own voice instead of wrestling with the external voice. Now you can't be in that victim role anymore because now you're only a victim of yourself. Like, this is some complicated shit. Yeah. This is some complex shit. And, it, and so understanding how to mediate our internal reality in order to change our external reality is critically important. Um, yes, the mind is so unfair. Yeah. The mind and the ego. It's just, wow. Can you guys just chill the fuck out and be nice to me, please? And they think you they're know? doing... It's, it, I always say the ego, people who struggle with their ego, it's like having a best friend that gives terrible advice. Your ego <laughs> is trying to help you. It's doing its job. Its job is to keep you safe. But safe is defined by the parameters that have been programmed into you from a young age. So safe might actually be being with the abuser because that's safer than being alone because alone is more dangerous than being with an abuser. So the ego is trying to keep you safe by keeping you in that abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. It is a best friend giving you terrible advice because it would actually be safer to get out of that relationship. So this is the thing that we need to critically remember. (laughs) Yeah, It's not that ego is inherently bad. It's just that we have to tell our best friend, hey, that advice is not helping me. Hey, can you instead, when I'm in an abusive relationship, your job is to say, get the fuck out. 
get out girl. Like that's, that's your ego's job in that moment. That's to start to get you and you're going to overcorrect for a while and that's okay to make mistakes. This problem was so heavy for me that I literally got this tattoo on my finger in Latin and it says anemia inferior. And it means mind control. The reason why I put it on my hand right in front of my face so I can look at it all the time (laughs) is when my mind starts telling me, you are so embarrassing. Mm. You're the worst. (laughs) And all of these people hate you. And like, this producer sucks because he's not producing your music for free and he should, God damn it. Like <laughs> everyone should be giving you everything for free and they're not. What's wrong with me? I'm terrible. It's like, okay, pause, pause. All of that, erase those thoughts. Throw it away, throw it away. The second the thought comes in, throw it away. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the second I wake up in the morning, I have severe lucid dreams. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like a freaking medium from hell. And I wake up and it's like, I know that I have to take the time to process how, how do I feel about this? What are my internal thoughts right now? All right, let's clear it out. Clear it out. Mm-hmm. Present. Be present. Right. Calm down. Find the truth again. Clear away the clouds, the muck. The muck, the muck, the muck. <laughs> Constantly, all yeah. day, you got to clear that muck out of your brain. Right. Don't listen to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you can listen to your intuition. If something but you don't is even not know what your intuition you. is yet until you clear that muck. Right, right. And once you start to find that truth and clear away the muck, then you you know when you get that sense of panic or anxiety and something is unhealthy for you, you get rid of it. Clean it out. Word. So in that vein, I think it would be good for us to 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 wrap with just like, is there a single or a small set of major takeaways for you from this conversation that you think is important, are important for people to to leave with? Yes. Life is short. It's going to be over in the blink of an eye. So go get it, tiger. Mm. Go get it. You are not alone ever. We are all struggling with these issues. So if you need help, get help. Talk to somebody about it. Go online and join a group or like a live chat or get a therapist or, you know, find friends that will let you vent. And lastly, knowing that it is a process to transcend and to become one and to just be without, you know, terrorizing yourself with with self-judgment and negative self-talk. So if you're going to live life to the fullest, you have to handle what's going on in here first so that you can, you know, explode with your greatness and reach your full potential. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I would just connect to that, that um, we live in a, in a changing world. Yes. And that the things that have been programmed into us 
from a young age about how to be in the world. We are pro-social creatures on the whole. We are attempting to find love, acceptance, and approval from others because that is how our species learn to survive. It is evolutionarily valuable to get the approval of others. Yes. The thing is, our brains cannot tell the difference between the rejection that would lead us to be cast out of the tribe and starve versus the rejection of hurt feelings. Our brain cannot initially tell the difference. It's something we need to train ourselves to do. So we live in a world where all information also used to get filtered through a small number of people. And that's how we learn to find that information credible, which is how gatekeepers were created. It's not because gatekeepers are inherently bad. It's, oops, we're now in a space where we no longer are willing to tolerate the abuse of gatekeepers. And now we have the internet. Now we have social media. Now we have other ways to be in the world. We have other ways to be connected to people. We have other ways to find approval. And when I say find approval now, I don't mean in desperation. I mean that I can connect to more people now in being myself. And in being myself, I will find people to authentically connect with, with whom I would not have been able to authentically connect if I just followed the laundry list of shoulds. So it is so critically important as we move into this new paradigm, as we have been for the last 15 years, almost 20 years, it's just like it's starting to catch up to our consciousness that there are new ways to be successful, that these shoulds are no longer rules. They might be suggestions. Right. And that we need to therefore learn to find that internal compass. People who have been wildly successful have always been people who follow their internal compass regardless of the day and age or era of man, right? Absolutely, Steve Jobs. Exactly. And so this is the time to leverage this change in paradigm to do more for ourselves, to connect to more people authentically, to be more satisfied and fulfilled in our lives. And it's not to say that you don't have to do hard work. It's not to say that it isn't going to suck sometimes. It's not to say that it's not going to be terribly, painfully uncomfortable. It's just to say that you can choose your discomfort now. It doesn't have to be thrust upon you. You can choose. If we all help each other raise our awareness, quite frankly, which is, again, the purpose of me running this, doing this podcast. Oh, it's the purpose of Rochelle doing this live stream on her Facebook page. It's so we can get the word out that it can be different. It can be different. We've seen it be different. It is becoming different for us in our own lives. We are surround ourselves with people for, it, for whom it is also changing. It is possible. So get the tools from the right people. Find some people to follow on social media. Find some some people to connect with, you know, like, like Rochelle said, find a group. Like it is genuinely possible to transform your life with the right tools surrounded by the right people. And you can find those people. It is possible. We believe in you. You can do it. Yes. And we are pushing for women to step forth. Um, also, um, So I need female producers, please, and female directors, and more female friends who are real and genuine. Yes. Girl power. Girl power. And so as, as, as the male in the room, I think it's important for me to also say, gentlemen, we've lived in a world that has told men 
that they are meant to be cut off from their emotion unless it's anger. We've lived in a world that said power over is more, empower, more important than power with and to. My life has been defined by learning to be with people and have power with people instead of power over people. Yeah. And, and so it is really important. And I don't mean this in like a, I reject traditional masculinity. No, because there's no such thing as traditional masculinity. There's just the script of traditional masculinity. There have always been men who didn't believe that power over was important, who had fulfilling lives, loving families, and ma ma massive success. You don't always have to have power over to have massive success. So I want more men. It drives me crazy when I go on my Instagram feed and it's mostly women who are talking about self-development. Motherfuckers, <laughs> I'm here. Call me. Like, yeah. dudes, it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to grow. You can still be a massive fucking badass. Don't get me fucking wrong. You can be a massive fucking badass and still learn to be present with yourself. You don't have to push that away. So men, this is my call to you to find ways to self-development outside of your careers. Find yeah, self-development outside of your careers. Men, you need help. Go get <laughs> help. Please. Talk oh. about why you're an idiot. Please. Have someone oh. explain why you don't understand how women are and how we think. Like communication, vulnerability, just like conversation in general needs to get better, please. And don't send dick pics and don't send pictures of your abs because I'm so over that shit and it's not cute. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. It's, it's so hilarious. gross. You know, this, we could have, and actually, you know, what would be really valuable, I think some point in the future, I'm, I'm wanting to do um, more roundtable events. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting with lots of people right now around um, getting two to three people besides myself to have conversations on specific topics. Um, yeah. Right now, um, I'm trying to get something together to talk about uh, sexuality and healthy sexuality. I'm trying to get a group of people to talk about um, the current state of se the self-development world. It's kind of like I just dropped a little bit there about like how do we involve men? Um, how do we involve people who have been traditionally marginalized? Um, how do we get more people who have been marginalized into the self-development space and more focal and in the front so not everyone looks like a bunch of fucking clones on Instagram? It's all yeah. the same. It's all the same woman on repeat on Instagram. Um, I think it'd be great to talk about understanding consent and not from the kind of simplistic version of consent, but understanding what it means to authentically connect to human beings, not just in in, in healthy sexuality, but just in general, uh, because unfortunately it requires vulnerability and that's what people aren't willing to do, which is why dick pics and ab pics are going to be so common because in a culture where you're not supposed to be vulnerable, that's the safe thing to, to send. And so I think that this could also be a very valuable conversation to have. What does it mean to have vulnerable, authentic communication? Actually, Preeti, I'd love to hear you and Preeti go back and forth on this conversation too, because um, she deals with some of that shit. But more importantly, she and I, when we originally connected, it was about how we are all about like raw honesty and raw vulnerability, which is why we connected so quickly. Um, right. Because within five minutes of hanging out with each other, it was like, oh, I trust that whatever you say is is real. And, and oh, I trust whatever you say is real because we're just here for it. We're here for that experience. Um, and that's not how our society operates. Again, it's it's curated. Our society operates on curation. So... These things are changing, though, and I think I would like to be one of the voices that helps make that change. 
Absolutely. Let's talk about it in the next episode of Rochelle and Ryan. (laughs) Yes, we will make that shit happen. And now we've played with technology and we know we can do all sorts of shit. Um, So, And then we'll have have auditions to see who can go on a date with me. Ah! Well, well, we're going to audition who's going on a date with you. Right. Like after we talk about men's mental health. Yeah. Like healthy men. Like all of the like sane. So we're going to do a bachelorette for you is what you're saying? Yeah. We're looking for eligible bachelors. That's how we'll get the guys to come learn about themselves. (laughs) That's how we'll lure them in. And okay, you know, sometimes you sometimes you gotta, you know, add a little manipulation to get to the get to the if good stuff. Therapy sessions, we'll give you a date with Rochelle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's kind of like we're not just worried about people doing their um their sexually transmitted disease or infections <laughs> tests. We're also now worried about people having their mental health tests. Um, <laughs> the, the, for for you have to show up with your paperwork that says I've had this many hours of therapy. Okay. And I've done this self development program, and so I'm actually ready to show up for you. Yeah. And also, I'm a fan of the meme that swims around going, "We need to do Yelp reviews on the people that we've dated to mm. warn other people." I mean, think about that, you guys. If someone were to do a Yelp review on you, what would they say? <laughs> I think that would unfortunately increase our uh, cancel culture and outrage culture to 11. It would just turn it all up to 11 because it would just be people fucking smashing, you know, slamming each other because they got their feelings hurt. And it's like, okay, okay, deal with your confefes later. Like, or your fifis rather. Deal with your fifis Or maybe just later. like a, a public notebook of suggestions for men. <laughs> here's, here's, your, here's your report card. Here's your data yeah. report card. Ugh. This is what you should say, or this is how you should respond when I say this. It, hey, if it was like a personal report card, like I'm giving you feedback because you're welcoming it, that's great. But I don't think that I think people need to have private lives too. I think yeah, that would be. Shit, I think so. secretly men would go online and read about what women really want. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Well, and also I'm sure women would have to look at what women want, and men would have to look up what men want too. I mean, this is just like humans need to understand other humans, right? Right. I mean, Cosmo does it all the time. Yeah. Yes. Yes, they do. They were on the forefront of that, actually, uh, which is very... If you go look up the history of Cosmo. It's really fascinating. Well, I know that you have an event to go to. So as much yeah. as I would love to talk to you for like another hour, it just means we're going to have to do it another time. Yes. Because it only took like four or five months for us to actually get this coordinated. So I was so fucking excited about today actually <laughs> making this go. And uh, I'm so glad that you made the, the, did the stream on your channel so that people can catch it there. But also this is most likely to drop in May. Uh, cool. And so this will get spaced out over the month of May so people will be able to catch those episodes. So I'll make sure to let you know so you, we can shout each other out. Um, when we get Perfect. to that point. And, and there will be links to things, um, you know, ways to follow Rochelle and what she's up to in the description of this podcast when it comes out. Um, just thank you so much for your time. I'm so excited that we got to do this and I'm really looking forward to doing it again. Thank you, Ryan. Hey again, thanks for listening. If you want more goodness, come hang out with me on Instagram at educate for underscore life. That's educate the number four underscore life. I jump on almost every day and go live once per week to answer questions and just talk about what's on my mind. We've got some cool stuff coming down the pipe, so expect some announcements in the near future. And with that, I hope you have a great week. Talk with you soon.